0: Red light. welcome to our podcast
1: men of f3 this is miles with you
0: and we have a special guest today we invited one of our um, beloved brothers in pax his name is shrink shrink good to see you this morning
2: good to see you
0: so glad you're with us man where did you glad guys where did you guys work out hey this morning i was tapping the root over in west roseville with 23 guys now i'm trying to imagine that Tapper. Is that is that, is that a, like a
1: workout name? Oh, it's just the site's called Taproot. Oh, okay, okay. Oh, did okay. you, we, what were you thinking? I don't know. Well, R- remember
0: you, our rating on this, man. We're trying to go, uh, you know, PG-13. I, well,
1: I think we just raised the rating on our podcast <laughs> much higher than that. we you know, uh, while well, I was at Ghost Links. Oh, yeah. Uh, and we had a nice little run.
0: Oh, Nice. Nice. I have a real positive relationship to Coast Links. <laughs> I, know. So, <laughs> I know. I heard
1: it's good. I heard it's pretty good.
0: Yeah, that's where I got invited to in my first run. Yeah. and uh, Miles was so. Are we
1: good. going there again? No, no, people, no.
0: People, people
2: know this story. It
0: was the best gift you ever gave me, brother.
2: <laughs> you know what, though, Miles, I brought a Pax member out there for the first time too. And yeah. how are they still coming out? Let me just tell you, they're running the bonanza tomorrow.
0: See and and awesome. relay. Are you running the bonanza? I'm working the bonanza tomorrow. So
2: it's the same thing.
0: You're you're
1: gonna be there.
0: Yeah, I'm that's working great. It.
1: Shrink. You've got a great voice. Man, I got a
2: voice for radio.
1: You have a yeah. great voice, man. I, it sounds very good.
0: And Miles, you've got a great face for doing podcasts. Thank too. you. I I, you know. I've been working on it. Yeah, me you too. know,
1: I know that it. Uh, you can improve it.
0: I'm working on uh, I'm working on raising my voice, you know what I'm talking about? Yes. Thanks Bartman for the feedback this <laughs> morning. So, well, yes. hey, we have a really important topic today to talk about and our overall theme is for men on target or hitting virtuous targets. And um, but our main topic today is on the queen. And so we invited uh, shrink because he has an inspirational story and he's very knowledgeable about a number of components with this and so shrink we're just glad to have you here and we really wanna learn from you and just uh, welcome aboard.
1: So we always wanna start our shield locks off with five core principles like we do our workouts and it's important that they're free. They're open to all men. People have a choice to be there or not. The three Ps, purpose, periodic, and proximate. Uh, We wanna lead in a rotating fashion and have a circle of trust where you grow deep and accelerate. And there's a sense of confidentiality in the group and so that's really important. There's this idea of the kingdom shrink where, you know, the king, the queen, and the gesture are a place for your soul. And you have any thoughts about the kingdom as the queen, you know, how the queen connects with the kingdom?
2: Yeah, so the the queen in the kingdom is very important um, to be successful, whatever that success may look like. Um And so it's, it's kind of, it's very, it's a, it's a very, not sensitive, but um, important topic because it can really decipher where your goals go and what happens in your kingdom.
1: Yeah. I mean, you can't out King your queen.
2: 100%.
1: And I, I like the, the, actually the analogy In Q source, where uh, where they talk about if you take the queen off a chessboard, you know the king is immediately in danger. Super vulnerable. It's not that the queen is less than. If the queen is very important, and and
0: it's a very important part of your kingdom for your soul. Absolutely, yeah. It's not a lesser, not a lesser member of the kingdom at all. She plays a huge role. Um. Some of you might remember this uh, passage from a uh, sacred text of scripture that says, I buffet my body and I make it my slave. Um, also, we talk sometimes about like laying aside any encumbrance, anything that's holding you back so that you're running or you're exercising with aim. You're not like boxing the wind. or You're not training for nothing. And uh, getting control of the queen is a really important part of uh, being able to lay aside things that are holding us back. And um, so Shrink, I wonder if you, anything you want to just tell us about your journey uh, with the queen and uh, progress, regress, um, any high points?
2: Yes. Um, so I'll get a, we'll get a little little deep here with Shrink. Yeah, um, let's do it. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> we have a Shrink Yes. Today? We have a Shrink today. <laughs> um, we'll start from the beginning, uh, June 2019, um, entered a weight management program um I lost 110 pounds um wow was amazing by December of that same year um so and
1: six months
2: six eight months yeah
1: 110 pounds in six months it's, it's, okay please continue I'm just trying okay. to wrap my head around yeah. yeah
2: it's uh it was um a mental struggle that's for sure um so, you know, at that point, um, I started, went from walking more to running, um, cause I lost a weight and I wanted to keep the weight off. So, um, from that point I transitioned to eating more regular food. Um, and my activity level was able to come up because I was able to make that, uh, make that weight loss goal that I set up for myself. Mm. Um, And then, oh, was it February 2021 is when I got introduced to F3 out at a good place called Judah.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm, I was there. You
2: were there. Yeah, I was there. You let that happen. (laughs) Can't believe you're part of that, but it's all right. It's a a compliment nowadays in the gloom.
1: You're a huge benefit to F3.
2: Thank you.
0: (laughs) The compliment meaning your nickname? Or yeah, the compliment
2: a, is is part of my nickname. Yeah. It um it actually helps drive me yeah. a little bit. Um
1: Well, I, I yeah. just remember that day, if I may, Shrink. Mm-hmm. I, I just remember you sharing your story about your weight loss journey and just being so inspired by it, even in that moment that you shared just for a few minutes. And I was yeah. like, This is this is incredible. And there's you know, there's quite a few incredible stories in Gold Rush, but you are you are one of them that is so inspirational and, and such a difference that that we wanted you on today to help inspire others.
2: Yeah, so that morning at Judah, I think uh, the only question I was asked was, why are you here? You know, everyone else gets like cool ones, like what's your favorite cereal and things like that. And I got, why are you here? And I'm like, I told them, I, you know, I'm here to get fit and, and to keep weight off and, and things like that. And so... Here I am mm-hmm. doing all those things. So.
0: Yeah. Um, well, you're not just not not just doing that, right? You are you're a huge example to a lot of guys and I'm one of those guys that you reached out to as mm-hmm. soon as I came and I was like, man, if that guy can do it, maybe I can do it too. And uh, I'm not I'm not as far along yet as you are, but man, you're you're um, I'm happy to draft in your wake. And so thank you. You're really helping a lot of guys and I'm one of them. Thank you.
1: Well, with that you, you know we're, we're here to talk about the queen mm-hmm. and you came to f3 and you found out we were a workout we were working out together but you quickly realized we're a leadership group yes. and that the whole queen is this daily discipline of what you put into your body and it sounds like you said something you started eating regular food and that you said that and that i don't know what that means you you have a definition help people understand when you say you started eating regular what were you eating before and what what changed to regular what do you mean by that
2: so um when i was in my active weight loss phase um pretty much ate four protein shakes a day a soup which was consisted of water and powder and a protein style bar um so after six months then i started to transition off that diet um but that okay that diet did a number of things for you. So um, through my weight management program, we called it narrow stimuli. So it really put guardrails up on what I could eat and blinders. So um, okay, so it but it, it made it did a lot of things, right. So it, it created less options for me. Okay. Um, and the options were chocolate, vanilla or strawberry. Okay. <laughs> yeah, right. So if, if you open up the fridge, and you have chocolate, vanilla, or strawberry; those are your three options. It's not the milk and the cheese and the salami and the right, ham, right. and it's chocolate, vanilla, strawberry.
1: Okay, it is is okay. I want to ask you a couple of questions because yeah. I want to I want to really paint the picture of your story here. You 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 got up to a certain weight, yeah. right before yeah. your diet mm-hmm. help. If, if you're comfortable, help us understand, you know, what were you eating or what was your queen like before? And then you got into the diet and we know that that was very strict and yes. you had very few options and then you started eating regular food. And so from the queen perspective, how did your, how did your queen change from before the
2: diet until like what, what you're doing today? So, um, previous to my weight loss, um, I did, I, I didn't have guardrails. I didn't have rules. I didn't have anything. It was, it was wake up and, and whatever I felt like, um, Mm -hmm. drive through, um, you know, not, not carrying really what I put into my body, um, and not having a plan. Um, so, and, and then also adding to that is laziness, right? Mm -hmm. Um, I still went to the gym, but as we said earlier, is that you cannot out, king king, king yeah. you can not king your queen right right i know right. i know it as uh, you can't out- exercise a bad diet right so um so that was that was prior to the weight loss and that uh i just i didn't care much i mm-hmm. didn't um it didn't matter to me what i was putting in into my body um and i had to i think internally in my mind i had to make some changes before I made that decision, because, of course, I mean, everyone's done it, right? They've tried these weight loss programs, and that didn't work, Mm -hmm. and then this other one, and that didn't work, and so, so, um, Miles' next question is going to be, well, what clicked in your head? And I'm going to tell him, right now, is it's going to be, I had to figure out my why. Mm. Why did I want to make a change? And the reason I wanted to make a change is because I wanted my children to live longer, Mm. and I wanted to pass good habits on to my children. And that is my wow. still my big why of why I exercise and eat as best as I can.
1: Wow, you thought about your legacy.
2: Correct. Wow, that's... that's. Be, before F3, right? Before yeah. I even knew what Leave Right was. Mm-hmm.
0: Wow. Yeah, that's great. Well, I've heard it said something like, uh, what? If you have a why, you can endure any what or how. That's good. Well,
1: we have a set of questions that we would like shield locks to, to wrestle with, with the queen. And we thought you'd be a great guest to help us, help us think about these questions and, and help build some understanding for them. And, and Q source has some spurs. They have some real statements that, um, that I'll kind of summarize and review, and then we'll get into these questions, but. Man does not stay fit through exercise alone is a really important concept, which, you know, it's that you can't out king your queen. Uh, And and then also portion control is the key to weight control. Uh, Do you agree with that? Yeah,
2: I do. Um, So I at home, I and they have them on Amazon or whatever, but they even have portion control plates where they they show you what hey, half your plate supposed to be veggies and another quarter can Mm -hmm. be proteins and another quarter or whatever can be, um, you know, pastas, things like that. Um, So that's, that's portion control. But that doesn't, that's at home, you really got to think about life, say on the road or at work Mm -hmm. or everything. Mm -hmm. So um, with even with portion control, I've created some of my own um, guardrails, that I try to stick to on my daily. Um, And one will be um, when I pack my lunch to go to work, I only eat what's in my box. Okay. So I can still go out to lunch with my coworkers, but I only eat what's in my box. Got it.
1: You've got a great voice. I got to tell you, you you should think about doing a radio. The the other spur is weight control requires accountability and this is something you can't do by yourself. Uh, and, and so as we get into the shield lock questions, now we're going to, we're going to emphasize those points. And the first one is we, you know, rely and I, we, we've worked with many groups. I think people know that, uh, we we have a lot of experience with small groups and how to get people to think. And we think a really important way to start here is just to rate yourself, go around your shield lock Mm -hmm. and rate yourself one to five, one being the lowest level, like I'm the worst at this, and five being I'm I'm hitting the bullseye on the target. I am I am an expert. I could teach others how to do this well. And the first question is: rate yourself one to five on your relationship with food.
2: So, relationship is um, your relationship with food is very important. Um, there's a lot to that question right there. Right? Am I? right in my relationship with
0: food. Mm -hmm.
2: And that that's a question you really got to ask yourself because there's a lot to food. Um, You can start with the basics, proteins, vegetables, and then you can go all the way out to drive throughs and whatever you want, you Mm -hmm. know. Um, So how, you know, if you're asking me, am I right with it? I'm three and a half, four, you know, I mean, um, is there always room for improvement? Absolutely. Um, but the relationship with it is pretty good.
0: Okay. Good. What about you? Red light. Awesome. You asking me for my rating? Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm ten. Um, no, I'm a ten. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a ten. Uh yeah, I think I'm in the two and a half to three range. Okay. Made some significant progress. Lost twenty five pounds. Yeah. Uh, I'm able to run more and do a lot more, but I, I I'm I've still got a long way to go. Um, and uh, I, I something I'm working on portion yeah. control my selection through shrink and your influence on me like I hardly eat out at all in terms of like fast food nothing mm-hmm. through a window nothing from a bag um,
2: and you're stealing all my all my oh, lines. And lines later, I'm for gonna, later, I'm gonna go oh, yeah. off for guardrails. Sorry,
0: I hope oh, I'm sorry. I want you to mention <laughs> he, those. Talking about those. Red lights I, trained well. Yeah. So <laughs> trained by shrink. Yeah, we're we're um we're a work in progress here. We uh, I think I believe that everybody's probably a work in progress too, and uh, so we want to celebrate success and also make it safe for guys just to talk about those areas where we're still struggling. And unfortunately, that's an area that I'm still wor- really working on. So I'm gonna probably go with two two and a half.
1: Yeah, I think I'm a three, but I I think I grew up like a one. And the problem is, the problem is I came from a very large family. And so it was literally a fight to get food. And so I have this like, like this fright inside of me when the food comes out, like I'm not going to get enough. And so I have this innate nature to eat as much as you can in the moment because you, there might not be any after that and so that that's that's built and i have had to resist that uh and i still have that nature where i have to eat everything on my plate and then i need to go get a second plate because uh this this nature I, there's 11 kids in my family mm. with two parents so we had 13 people all eating out of the same dish uh and it didn't last long mm. and if you weren't there for dinner you know good luck you got to find something yeah and so that that put like this i i think uh the relationship with food, with me, is almost survival.
2: Yeah, um, did, that's. Uh, I grew up in a family, I'm the oldest of five, so okay. I was the bully a little bit about getting the food. but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Because for the same reason, though. Um, and I was I had a thought, and I, I dropped it now. But um,
1: Well, the other two ratings, we can come back yeah, to yeah, it. There's yeah, okay. no problem, we can come back to it anytime. But the other two ratings we want you to do is think about alcohol. And your relationship with alcohol, some, also, you also put that in your body. And we have to think about that relationship because there's a purpose for what we put in our body and we need to be aware of that. And also what, you know, we're like, we we're, we're trying to figure out how to say this in a meaningful way, but we want you to rate yourself in your shield lock confidentially with controlled substances and the abuse of those. And you might go, well, what's a controlled substance? I mean, there's prescription. Right. There's, there's, and you can abuse those Mm -hmm. there's, there's controlled drugs on the street that some people might experiment with. There's some things that are legal that we still know are bad for us and we don't need them. And, And so just put in your own heart in that phrase of something you're putting in your body that maybe you shouldn't be putting in your body, uh, that isn't food and maybe isn't a drink. And so it could be dietary supplements. You know, it could be something that's controlled that we need to be aware of.
0: I think, too, it's important to keep in mind that it's not about we're not we're not mentioning these things to be like try to give a list of rules and try to be like rule oriented. But I think we want to invite people also, you know, below the behavior of using whether it's food or alcohol or other substances is what is it about? What's the deeper meaning of uh, and like you said, if you come from a scarcity mindset or you're not sure if you're going to you know, get fed. Um, but there's other reasons that people sometimes eat. Um, and so sometimes we'll eat or drink or use substances. And so sometimes it's good to go a little below the surface too is right? how do we develop that relationship with food? Right? From a psychological kind of science perspective, um, food is one of the most primitive things that we get early in life that makes us feel comfort. Mm. Uh, the mother gives the breast or a bottle and and it's a way of calming somebody and getting that warm feeling in your tummy well um, one of the one of the issues and I don't maybe this uh, there's another place for this but is that when we are when we are low on our relationship tank when we're low on our connections with other people just a quick nod to the growth model um, food is it is an ele- or I'm sorry food is easy and it's also a very primitive way of like self-soothing and um but there's we, we want to talk a little bit more about that at the right spot about how um how food can sometimes be a substitute connection as can alcohol as can other substances or sex or other things however good they could be in and of themselves for some things they can also be misused especially when you're empty on the relationship tank
1: so good we don't want to misuse these things and so the, the question i think that we want Shieldlocks to wrestle with is why do we even put things in our body like what's the most what's the most um simple answer to that like why do we put things inside of our body what is that for what's the process for
2: it's fuel to get along with your day um whatever your day may consist of um where you can go estranged is that you put more calories in your body than you burn. Mm-hmm. But we'll get to that later. But I, I, why do we put things in our bodies? It's fuel. We need fuel.
1: Yep. And, and, and so if we think about what our body needs and we give what our body needs, uh, that's a different reason why we might put something in our body than for comfort or for other reasons. And I think it's healthy for your shield lock just to think about why am i putting these things in my body like if you just review yesterday why did i have that or why did i put that in my body what was the reason for that and then you think about that uh, you might come to realization that it was to comfort myself or to relax or to i was hungry Mm -hmm. or you know you might come with some reasons and you start to get a sense of why you're putting things in your body but fuel is a great answer
0: Yeah, or or also um, some folks ingest substances to take the edge off, right? Mm -hmm. Because they're anxious, they're nervous, they're worried, they're lonely. Angry. Um, Yeah, angry. Angry
2: is one for me.
0: Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. And so you mentioned earlier, I think, Shrink, but the relationship to the jester, how the queen relates to the jester. Mm -hmm. um, I think there's a number of things for us to explore with that.
2: Yeah, um, sometimes too, like, uh, I'll almost like, self sabotage myself um, with my queen, you know, but that's um, a gesture in itself as well. Mm -hmm. Um, But I'm pretty conscious of it, too. So I know, I'll say, I know one of the reasons why I'm self sabotaging myself, I can kind of identify that Mm -hmm. in my head. And Mm -hmm. that's a good tool to have, I think, that um, maybe some shield locks should try to find out.
1: Wow, food can be your queen, or it can be a gesture. Wow. That's, that's, and that's interesting to think about that because at some point food moves from the queen as fuel for your body into the gesture side. And it's tempting you and distracting you from your target. That's really good. Why do people overdo it? You know, why, why why are people overdoing the daily discipline of what they put in their body?
2: Some people don't know what they need for their body. um I remember when I was in the active phase of my weight loss. it was i ate every three hours um so I just needed enough fuel in my body to get me to the next mm-hmm. refueling station um but uh, go back to the question there miles Where's it at There it is all right um. Why do people overdo it? So overdoing what they put into their body can be a visual thing. It could be um, noise. Sometimes people like the way that Dorito crunches in their mouth. Uh Um, Some people like the smell, right? Mm -hmm. Um, uh, It's also can be an addiction um, Hmm. that you mentally have to battle sometimes.
0: Mm Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes, we, sometimes in the weight loss world, we talk about emotional eating. Mm-hmm. So sometimes it's the characteristics of the food, the taste, the salt, the sugar, the sweetness. There's, I think it's a, there's a dopamine hit when we eat. And dopamine is one of the most powerful chemicals on the planet. It's like a pleasure chemical uh, that, you know, so we kind of associate food with pleasure, food with comfort, food with a number of things. Um, and sometimes it's unconscious to us. Uh, I think as a younger man, I was exercising so much. I think I had the illusion that I was out. uh, That my king, being a a high school athlete, also in college, I was an athlete. uh, I was burning four or five thousand calories at certain workouts, and um, so you could just eat and eat and eat. You had to, to, Mm -hmm. and I was a, I was as slender as some of our most slender guys at that time. So bad habits. I didn't think I had a problem with food at the time. It was my metabolism as a younger man was different, but I think there are a lot of could be a lot of reasons why we don't have a very good relationship to food and to our queen.
1: Just so people know, this is a real issue in the United States. With so the CDC put out some data in 2020, March of 2020, where 41.9% of American adults are obese. And so this is, you know, this is an issue where you know, that, that's a queen. I think that would be related to the queen. And so how can we address this? This is this is an important issue which can lead to heart disease and stroke and type two diabetes and certain types of cancer. And so the C D C is trying to bring awareness to this and even in children. You know, children, this is this is growing. Over the years it's gotten worse, where two to five year olds, twelve point seven percent of two to five-year-olds are obese. And then when you get up into the six to 11-year-olds, 20.7% are obese. And then when you get to the 12 to 19-year-olds, it goes up to 22.2%. And so there's even statistics for as you get older, it doesn't really turn a corner on average until you get into your 50s and 60s. And so every age range, we're seeing the percentage increase in obesity. And so this is, it's really important. There's real data in the United States and it's an issue uh, that's trying to be addressed. And so people are overdoing it, but shrink and, and red light, you guys, you know, there's some safeguards and guardrails that we should really put in place. Cause you know, we talked about, you can't do this on your own. What are some of those, and I know we're like, you've already stolen some. Okay. You don't worn, worry. You weren't. I have okay. a, one okay. or two more.
0: <laughs> oh, he's got a yeah. lot. Oh, okay. Trust me.
1: Wait, help, help enlighten everyone listening, you know, shrink, you've been very successful and help us just help us learn from you. Those, those behaviors or, or guardrails we can put in.
2: Um, so well, red light said, uh, you know, try not to eat out of bag or don't eat out of a bag. um, But how do you still eat what you want? Well, you pour a portion control in a bowl or a serving that you know what it is. Um, So that's one. Uh, The other one is not eating through a window. So anything that's delivered through a window. Um, Okay. Right. Which is basically the drive-through.
1: What about like an ice cream stand? Was it through a window?
2: Yeah. Well, then no.
1: What about like a food truck?
2: Is it through a window? Yeah them to go to the back door. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, um, I think one of the uh, the biggest uh, guardrails that I use is I track my food. Um, okay, whether it's calories or points or whatever, I track my food, I have a um, I know my what my RMR, which is your resting metabolic rate and calories. So I know how much calories I burn per day, sitting on the couch watching TV. Hmm. Um, and that's an important number to know. Um, but tracking food is probably the most important tool I have. Um, so that's a little bit of accountability. But the most accountability I have or use I I often use my, um, my M and my 2.0. So um, my M, you know, she'll cook dinner, or prepare some of my lunches every now and again. Um, and so she usually makes some pretty good healthy choices. But my 2.0, my daughter, she uh, she really, really sinks it in there, if you guys know what I mean. Um, you don't need that veggie straw, he daddy. Out. And I'm yeah. like, yeah, you're right, sweetheart. I don't. <laughs> um, and then also, I, uh, I took out the dad tax. You guys know what the dad tax is? Yeah. No, yeah. what is that? Oh, yeah. man. The dad tax. So, the dad tax. you know, Daddy, I can't open this uh, this bag of goldfish. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I guess so. You open it, it but oh, then yeah. you got to take your 10, 15 percent. You oh, know. So I, I cut out. You know, my kids are living tax free for now.
1: You know, I I I, I I've used the dad tax in a little different way too because um, I realized that when we went out to eat that I would order the most expensive dish, and so I stopped ordering a meal. And then I would, and because I would eat my dish and then eat the dad tax leftovers yeah, too. Yeah. And so I stopped ordering my own plate and just ate the leftovers and that helped my portion control too.
2: Yep. That, that's a tool. It's also a tool that I use is that it's okay to throw that stuff away. Yeah. It It's, it's okay. Or save it for their next meal or your next meal.
1: I don't. I I have such a block for that, you know, because I grew up in that family.
2: I'm giving you permission. I know it's it's okay to throw it
1: away. I feel bad. I do too. You know, people always like growing up. They go, you know, there's starving people. You know, but you're right that you don't have to finish it. And and I think for a lot of people, it's just kind of this this thought in your head where you got to finish your plate.
2: Yeah, I think uh, from a young age we're preached that, right? Mm -hmm. I remember. Um, and I'll I'll get deep right here. I don't like tomatoes because I was at a friend's house and their parents would not let me leave the table till I ate yeah. that sliced up tomato. And I still don't like tomatoes. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I'm I'm going back to that point in my life.
1: I'll have but, your uh,
0: tomatoes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, that's good. Um, there's also, I think. Uh, some psychological issues which we've touched on a few of these but there's something in our mind that that happens when when we're connecting with food and red light and and uh and shrink you guys have you know thought about this and lived this and we all have uh but what are some of those mental challenges that we have to we have to address when we're dealing with our queen and it's not just food right i mean there's drinks involved there's controlled substances and what, what do we have to do psychologically?
0: Yeah, well, just to lay out a few of those issues, right? Like loneliness. Loneliness drives so much human behavior. So, um, you know, I, I came from a home where there was alcoholism and uh, several generations of it. And um, so I was pretty intent that I'm not going to abuse alcohol. And so I was like totally abstinent from alcohol for a long time. Hmm. Um and, uh, but, you know, other things can manifest, right? I think I developed a poor relationship to food somewhere in my 20s and, and 30s um, as I was decreasing exercise and increasing eating. And so, I, you know, in some self-righteous sort of way, I could say, well, I'm, I don't struggle with alcohol, but I was struggling with food. I was, I was probably, uh, yeah, there's no question I had a bad relationship to food. So. But I think loneliness is something to look at um, and, uh, you know, medicating, um, the body produces some of these, like I said, neurohormones that are really powerful, whether it's with sex or alcohol or food, we get a pleasure effect from engaging those activities. And if we're not careful, um, we can start to misrelate to the queen in order to try to meet certain psychological needs, um, or at least the semblance of them. And um, so those are a few thoughts, but what do you guys think about that?
2: So like, what are some psychological issues related to the abuse of the queen? Man, that's, that's a deep one for me. <laughs> uh, psychological. Um, yeah, pass. Can yeah, I say yeah. pass? Oh yeah. I'm going mean, to pass on this the, one.
1: It's the mental aspect.
2: I know. You know,
1: and that, that side of telling yourself, you know, that you don't need it when you feel as though you do, right? The daily, di- when we talk about the king, the daily discipline of your body, like we don't always want feel like we want to work out, yeah. but we do it because we know it's better for us. It's almost the reverse of that. When we feel like we want to eat, we don't because we know it's better for us, or we feel like we want to drink. Sometimes we should say no or we feel like we want to do some kind of controlled substance and we shouldn't. So it's, it's the reverse of the King in some aspects and that mental capacity to resist. And so I'm, I'm drawn back to Scott Peck and the road less traveled. And when he talks about discipline, one of my favorite books that have influenced my life, Scott Peck talks about discipline and the delay of gratification. And it's not always a no, but it's a not yet. Mm
2: -hmm. And so, or not right
1: now. Yeah. Right. And not right now where, yeah, you can have that, but we need some time and space between the consumption of this that you want. And so that, that the mental capacity, I think the daily discipline of what you put into your body, uh, we have to have that ability to say no to ourselves or our will even because we know it's better for us.
0: Yeah. So true. Delayed gratification. There's some good psychological studies about that, that, kids that are presented with a marshmallow and the experimenter says, Hey, I'm going to go to the car real quick, but if you cannot eat that marshmallow, I'll give you a second one later. They've done these longitudinal long-term studies of people and people that are able to say no to eating the marshmallow now and waiting a little while. Like there's all these markers of success in other areas of life. But, but yeah, I think that's something to really explore is delayed gratification Mm -hmm. Um, and, you know, and, and obviously food and pleasure and other, uh, even, even, you know, Christ turned water into wine at a wedding. Like there's a time for eating or drinking for celebration, something that could be beyond food, but, um, but there's an inordinate or an excessive way of relating to food or alcohol or some things that can really, can really get us in trouble. Um, so we're live heard you talk about people fuel
1: and you know accountability even and how does that relate to the Queen
0: yeah well with accountability I'm totally on board with uh, the F3 definition of that and uh, but one thing I think we just have to keep stressing right just reminding somebody about the standard and reminding them about the consequence of not meeting the standard doesn't yet provide the resources that they may need so um, you know, the story of, uh, here's a story of, a, a is a true story, uh, a, a guy who's like 400 pounds. And you could remind him, hey, man, what are you eating? Hey, man, uh, what's your, uh, what are you cooking today? Or, hey, man, you need to exercise with us. And so, or, you know, some men that struggle with other various sexual issues, just asking a person about what they're struggling with isn't the same as providing a resource to them mm, so yeah again um and sometimes asking some guys like we talked about the other night at emotional acceleration they are judging themselves they're condemning themselves so mm-hmm. every time you ask you actually could be contributing to more self-judgment which could lead in the wrong direction some people get worse with self-judgment so what I'm suggesting is we need to resource each other with relational people fuel. Mm, that's great. Right? So that might be like like what um, what Shrink did for me after meeting me after the second or third workout. He's like, hey, I'd love to be a partner with you on your weight loss journey. And uh, he wow. told me a little bit about that. And I was like, oh, my gosh, here's a guy who's excelling. He's willing to connect with me. Clearly, I was struggling. And that's a, that's a people fuel resource. That's not just, Hey, what are you doing? What are you eating? Uh, are you meeting the standard and what's the negative consequence? You know, that's like, Hey man, encouragement, uh, compassion, um, grace, forgiveness, and, and other things. um, Those are resources to help people grow and we can increase those resources, right? A guy who's lonely or depressed or anxious, uh, being in a shield lock, showing up five or six days or however many days a week you can f- do fitness, these are ways to help people feel more whole, to fill the relationship tank, which sets you up in a better spot so you don't try to fill that hole in your soul with food or substances or sex or any of a number of things. That So that's my two cents on that. That That is
1: so good. I got to tell you, that that is... That is phenomenal to think about the accountability side and how you lovingly hold a brother accountable. Um, and how do you do that? And I want to dive into that a little bit. It's not part of the plan. But, you know, Shrink, when you think about your tra- your transition from, you know, moving into the weight loss journey, like you were, at, like, was there someone in your life or, or how could have someone come to you Lovingly, and said, "Shrink, we got to talk." And then it mo- it would have moved you to, it would have got you to the same place you are. But and maybe someone did that for you. But how can you do that in a loving way?
2: Yeah, um how, you have to be genuine. You have to have a good community, um, mm. and the community is where it starts. And then um, it's, I think it's spread through, through the truth, actually. Hmm. Um, I found out about my same weight management program by someone else who I talked to, and they had lost an, an amount of weight. Um, hmm. And they, you know, same thing like I did for Red Light I send the information, here you go, um, here's what you should do if you need help along the way. Hey, let's go exercise together. Um, so I, th- I think that's that is people feel, right? They mm-hmm. they kind of pushed me into that uncomfortable zone, which I I was close, right? I knew I needed to make change, I wanted to make change, but I didn't know how to do it. Hmm. And I had that person to push me into that discomfort zone.
1: That's cool. I love the way. Uh, you know, red light shared that you said to him, Hey, I want to join you and I want to join you on this journey. That's so inviting. That's comforting. So wow, it's very inspirational.
0: You know, think of the guys that are struggling with their marriage. They're yeah. struggling with parenting. Yeah. They're struggling with. And so if you just ask them, Hey dude, how are you doing on your struggle? Like that's very different than I want to get in the well with you and yeah. let's work on this together. Um, And uh, it's just it's it's a very different than just because it could turn into judgmentalism and Mm -hmm. moralism. Mm -hmm. Here's the standard. You're not meeting the standard. Here's the consequence. Get your ass in gear. Mm -hmm. Uh, Whoa, whoa, whoa. It's it's a biblical term. Oh, okay. okay. Oh, it's a donkey. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Versus I care about you. Um, yeah. you know, uh, another guy says to me on day mm. two, he's like, you're going to have an amazing story to tell mm-hmm. as I'm crawling, literally crawling, not bear crawling, just crawling. Cause I'm <laughs> right and, um, and and I was like 50 pounds. Pa- well, I don't even remember how much overweight I was at the time, but it was plenty. And, uh, you know, I felt encouraged by that. I was clearly aware that I wasn't meeting the standard, but mm. there was encouragement. There was like, Hey, I'm doing this with you. And, um, and that was significant, seeing literally coattailing in somebody's wake who had had some success in that and pointed me in the right direction. And information is one resource, but it's not the only one. Reason is not king. Hmm. Um, we are social creatures that need connection, and that's why in the growth model, connection is the first from the cradle to the grave um, is, is one of the most powerful resources that we have. Um, Yes. Talk about that.
1: You know, when we're talking about the queen and connection, you know, how do those go hand in hand with the growth model?
2: The the queen is is the connection (laughs) to accelerating, Um, whatever that acceleration may be. To be honest, Um, especially if it has to deal with the king, you like we said earlier, you cannot out king your queen mhm it right right yeah you okay, got it okay <laughs> um it's really uh it's a 80 20 split to me so it's really about what you put into your body for that acceleration um, for physical at least right um mental and other things that red light has been speaking of um the queen can still affect that um it can make you depressed and it can make you mm. angry and you can um it can it can really throw out your guardrails your guardrails could get wider
1: mm-hmm so. yeah I mean when I think about connection too, I, uh, I think it's important to to recognize you know childhood and you know who I was connected to has has a relationship to the Queen that influenced me when I was growing up and you know I bonded with my mom when I was a baby and that bond you know that I was connected with my mom and my dad and my family, and we had certain habits and behaviors that, you know, played out in my life. And I shared some of that with a large family. And so I think that our connection with others influences our relationship with our queen. And we have to be aware of that. We have to, we have to, we have to discover that. We have to drill down into that with your shield lock. You should really think about how has your childhood and those you feel connected to influenced your queen.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Like I said, that loneliness, is a, if, you have a, if you have a tank that's to be filled with relationship stuff, love, encouragement, connection, bonding, fun, if you're low in your relationship tank, that's going to set you up to struggle more with the queen because you may try to medicate that empty hole in your chest uh, with food or with alcohol or with sex or with any of a number of things that you try to ingest. And so I think when I think of connection, I'm talking about relationship, emotional connection. That as human beings we need we need lots of, and um, and that will heavily dictate how you relate to the queen, is how empty mm. or full you are.
2: I I think too um, the connection with the queen there is that every every um, let's say a birthday party or celebration, there's always going to be food around, right? There's Mm -hmm. always going to be food, alcohol. There could be um, controlled substances. And if you Mm -hmm. have decent guardrails in place, you still can be successful. Um, So like some of, maybe it's not the best guardrail, but when I'll go to like a potluck or whatever, and um, my rule is, hey, you can try one of everything, one. And the thing that you like the most, you can have two. And that's it. Okay. Right?
0: That's great. Now that's
2: a terror to track, though.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I think the second element of the growth model is what we call boundaries, right? Setting healthy limits with others, with yourself, uh, and and this certainly can relate to food, right? Just what you said there, um, Shrink, about, you know, gosh, I'm going to set some limits on. I'm going to have one of these things and maybe a second one of something I like. Well, that's a boundary, at setting limits I've also heard you talk about tracking your food meal planning um, the limit on you know no fast food nothing from a window like we said well those are all like boundaries um, sometimes with our loved ones some mothers and fathers that's how they own that's the only way they know to nurture is by giving food some parents uh, confuse nurture with food versus emotional nurture so sometimes we have to set limits with our loved ones say please don't offer me that um, because it's right now that's poison to me. That's actually contributing to something. And so you got to take owner. That's the, the, the fourth element of the growth model is taking ownership and responsibility. They're not bad for offering it, but it's up to you to set a limit as well as to, um, take ownership for the situation. I loved what you said about, you know, you plan your food in the morning, mm-hmm. you value your family enough, your wife and your M and your 2.0s. That's part of your why. And you're valuing yourself enough to put some, to put a plan together. Uh, Jordan Peterson, some of you know, says treat yourself like somebody that you actually care about. Mm. Uh, I, I have been wrecked by that statement because uh, yeah. I do a lot of caring for a lot of other people in the career that I'm in, but I am trying to do a much better job now caring for myself too. Yeah. And that's very convicting for me, but, um, but, uh, yeah, and then the, yeah, and, and you guys just jump in on any of those elements. But sometimes I get discouraged when I don't do a good job with my queen. And sometimes I just like forget it or some other F word, uh, you know, just, and I throw it out. But that's because that's I struggle sometimes with integrating the good and bad. Uh, I could go to an all bad place or other people go to I've got to be perfect. Some folks that have eating disorders really are obsessive about being perfect, having the perfect body, the perfect. Mm-hmm. And, and that can lead to an unhealthy relationship with the queen too.
1: And I think we've tried to emphasize that food itself and drinks and controlled substances can be part good and part bad too. They're not all good
0: and all bad. Right. Absolutely. There's a time and a place. and Yeah.
2: Yeah, with, with that red light, it's... um. I, I always kind of think of that as drift um, and he's shaking his head because he knows exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. But uh, I'll explain it for the uh, packs out there. Drift is you're going along great and then something happens, hmm. right? Also probably more known as flux around here. Exhortation. Yeah. So something happens. I get off course a little bit and I got to get back right back on course the next opportunity and I don't, I don't, um, I don't drift. And I'll drift and I don't drift. Mm-hmm. I drift, I get off, I get right back on course. And so it's not gonna be that one meal or that um that one that one thing that makes you not get your goal. Um, but if that keeps accelerating, then mm-hmm. that you're really gonna fall off target.
1: That's good. Yeah. Your life isn't over if you make a mistake. And I think, you know, that's a great segue to one of our closing statements about goal setting in your shield lock. You can't do this alone. You can't control your queen alone. And this is one of the spurs. And so we need accountability. Everyone should have a goal with their queen. If it's food, alcohol or controlled substances, you know, choose one of those to focus on and, and make a target and have your shield lock hold you accountable. And Shrink, we were talking before you have a, an acronym that you like to use for, for goal setting. Can you share that with everyone?
2: Yeah. So um, my acronym for goal setting is um, it's also the SMART model, but it's um, set a goal, monitor your range, arra- monitor. I'm drawing a blank. Oh my gosh. Set a goal. <clears throat> monitor, arrange your world for success. Mm-hmm. Recruit support and then treat yourself once you achieve your goal.
1: Nice. You got it. And ours is specific, measurable, achievable, relevant and timely. And so those are just great structures to set a goal for you in your shield lock. Uh, Just just a, you know, review what we've covered. You know, the spurs man does not stay fit through exercise alone. Portion control is the key to weight control. And weight control requires accountability. Shrink is great to have you on today. It's great being
2: here. Yeah, it's fun.
0: So awesome! Thanks for sharing with us. All right, see you guys.